0: Welcome to Real Raw Recorded, the podcast you never knew you needed. Discussing all things fitness, wellness, and life. Here's your host, Daniel Smith. Yes, welcome back world. I'm your host, Daniel Smith, and you are tuned in to another episode of Real Raw Recorded. If this is your first time tuning in, I appreciate you taking up the time out of your schedule to check this out. And if you are a repeat offender, I continue it. You continuing to support as we politic on all things fitness, wellness, and life. So I want to jump right into the podcast this week, guys, because this is a real interesting one. It's It's a unique one because I often find that the podcast is something that is... It almost feels like it's like a transient thing. It's this thing that kind of ebbs and flows, and there's no real rhyme or reason or direction to it. And for many of you, many of you guys that uh, continue to listen and follow, you'll realize that every week there's a different topic. And unless it's like a part one or a part two, which I don't think I've done since maybe season one, there's, there's never really a predictable format to kind of what I'm doing. And that's kind of a good and a bad thing. But you know what? It it uh that free-flowing nature is kind of what I'm all about. So I appreciate kind of the concept and and I enjoy it as such. So for this week, it's kind of the same type of thing. The topic came to me having a conversation with one of my longtime mem- mentors and current clients. Uh so Glenn. Glenn was is a is a longtime mentor and current client. In fact, Glenn is the reason why I ended up getting into into university and graduating and and, and I credit Glenn for being so much of the father figure that I, I did not have in my life uh, because he did not have to do so many things for me that he's done for me over my life since an adolescent. And uh, so much of his his mentorship has led me to make the positive decisions and as well recognize the poor decisions that I may have made in my life in previous. So uh, Glenn is about 75 years old. He is a average sports guy. In fact, we met during sports Glenn met me when I was in, I think maybe grade seven. Yeah, I would say about grade seven playing flag football, and so he met me as we were putting the one two on his his team uh, in in a, uh, a a regional tournament. So he he remembers me really well, running by his guys and scoring those touchdowns. We don't talk about that now, but that's all good. Um, anyway, he's kind of continued his his love for sport and and health throughout my the entire basically my entire adult life he's coached me at multiple different levels we've won championships together he's coached at different levels in different sports and more recently and i would say more recently in the sense of the last 10 years uh, he started getting into refereeing and and this is something that has been a passion of his for quite a long time because obviously he's had a portion he's had a passion for sport and so he's, he's thought to himself you know what If I have a passion for sport, I'm not playing sport, I'm not coaching sport, how else can I be involved in sport? And he's decided to referee. And so over the last few years, he's refereed at multiple different levels in multiple sports. But his kind of go-to sport has always been football. And so he's told me many war stories over the last even couple months about different things that have happened in different leagues and some of the different changes. And it's really interesting to see someone who's mid-70s who's still humming as if they're, you know, in their 20s. And it's really rewarding. And I always give him props for that because I know that's not an easy task. But the interesting thing is there's a story he told me this week which kind of spurred on the podcast. So Glenn is... A a linesman for the CFL. uh, The for those of you who don't know, if you if you're not from Canada, the CFL is Canadian Football League, which is a professional league that's hosted predominantly here out of uh, out of Canada, and it's comprised of the best players. Um, around the world, who are not in the NFL, or in, and maybe potentially not in Europe, or maybe don't have the means to get to Europe or the opportunity. So CFL is a very high level football league that I. that It's funny, I, ironically enough, I've actually been in played in the CFL for for a little bit, but that's a whole other story. But it's a high level football league that has been around for multiple, multiple years. And in fact, for any of you football enthusiasts, the CFL was actually around longer than the NFL. So, you know, sometimes you'll, you'll, you'll hear flack. And I think some uh, sometimes we're, you know, we're creatures of the moment. And everyone will say, oh, you know... If it's not the NFL or the NBA or the NHL it doesn't exist, many of these leagues have been around before that. Having the marketing dollars and, and, and the support and sponsors, it, it does, it's it's not really making it a, a level playing field. But once again, that's another topic not for today. Anyway, Glenn was he was refereeing a a um, exhibition CFL game a few weeks ago, and he was kind of going through the motions. And one of the things that that he always tells me he likes to do is he likes to get in where the teams are either in action, pre-play, post-play, or on the sidelines. And he says the re- one of the reasons why is because it's really, really interesting hearing their banter back and forth. Not just like the laughy, jokey stuff, but even how they go through the process of setting up different calls or maybe they they saw something on the field and they want to create an adjustment. So, he talks about seeing that and how unique it is in that that's not something that, you know, you'll ever be able to just, you know, randomly get a sample of. That's not something you can ever draw into a play some of the the things that maybe the linebackers are saying on the fly um, after seeing one or two plays from their opponent, or maybe some of the things that the quarterback sees and is, is keying in with his wide receivers. Those things are really unique, and he's in a unique environment where he has the opportunity to be part of that and be able to see that. And so he, w- he was telling me this this past week he was really impressed with a coach. There was a coach there who's, who was doing a really good job, and it, it, and it was if his team was working for him but also working with him and and he said that it was it was so refreshing that he actually had a short conversation with a, with the coach afterwards and he said man like I know this is just preseason but I've never seen another coach in this capacity work so well with for and beside his players and this was this was a uh this was a head coach of uh, one of the CFL teams and and he said you know what um I think that over the years, I have grown to understand this more, and I've grown to recognize that leadership is about two things, equity and equality. And and so Glenn said that to me. And so for for those of you guys who know Glenn personally, he's a little bit of a chatty Cathy. So sometimes he can go rambling on in his stories, but but that's no big deal. So th- this, this particular story it was really interesting because when he said it, it kind of stuck with me. He said the coach said there's two things: there's equity and equality. In fact, equity versus equality is is really what he was trying to highlight. And Glenn said, "Well, well you know, what do you mean? About, what do you mean about that?" And the the, the coach said. So Glenn, it's obvious that I'm the head coach, right? Like that, that's that's the obvious thing. That's my title, that's who I am, that's my that's my capacity upon this team, and that's my responsibility. So that is understood from my side, from the team side, but sometimes that's not always understood from the player side. So part of the big the big I guess negotiation from a head coaching side of things is your your goal is to try to get your players to buy in. In order for your players to buy in, they have to feel like they're part of something. All right. And so he, he repeated that one more time. He's like, so in order for your players to buy in, remember, and if your players are not bought in, you're not going to get to the eventual goal, which is winning the championship. You're, you're not going to be able to get to that great cup. It's not going to happen. So in order for you to get the most, you need your players to buy in. So now, in order for them to buy in, they must understand that they are part of something. Not only are they part of something, they are key prime decision makers and catalysts in that something. So these, these people are not just individuals that just kind of exist to be utilized for whatever you need them to do. They are also part of the organism that is created that will... Lead to the long term success of your unit, which is getting to and winning the Great Cup. And he said, Now that is the equity piece. Equity, by definition, is having stock in something which gives you an innate value because of such. So, for example, if I have a soap, I don't know why this came to mind, soap, but if I have a soap company, okay and I am the sole owner, and then I want to give some value to my best friend, Sean, I might give him 5% ownership, which gives him 5% equity, which gives him value. So now, no longer is it a me above you per se, but we are equal Uh, from an equity standpoint. So there is some equity in the game. There's a shared value. So this way you can now know that as you are going throughout your season, for instance, going back to the CFL, there is a value in me as the coach and the coaching staff and the organization, the CEO, CFO, president, so on and so forth. We have value for you. He said, however, there's also that other piece, which is equality. And that's one thing that we also have to understand is while there may be equity, meaning a shared value in the goal, there is not always. And in fact, there shouldn't be equality. It needs to be understood from the bottom up that I am the head coach. It needs to be respected that I am the one who makes the decisions It needs to be clear that regardless of what you may think as an equity partner, at the end of the day, the decision making comes back to me. And that's the difference between equity and equality. And it was crazy because I didn't mention this piece, but I actually train Glenn at 6 a.m. in the morning, Mondays, Wednesdays and Fridays. So. You can imagine Glenn's telling me this story at probably 610 in the morning. And I just finished my workout. I usually work out every day, 4:30 to 6. And I'm sitting here listening to him. And he just boom! He just drops this, this on me. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. And 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 the wheels start turning. And he is ironic. He was just telling me for, you know, just, you know, the shits and giggles. you just kind of shooting the breeze. He was talking about systems and football and all that type of stuff. But when he told me the story, it actually almost drove me back to another point in life. And it started creating some connections that I never thought it would. And it's ironic because I started bringing it back to my role in my business at Only the Strong. And I think this is so, this, this is a key piece. It's so important is if you look at what the coach was saying, he was saying, you know, equity versus quality, that doesn't just stay in a sporting environment that transfers across any environment where it is a team atmosphere. So initially, when I first started the business years and years ago, I struggled with this concept. I struggled with understanding that although I am the boss, and although I do call the shots, everyone in the organization has equity. And when I say I struggled with it, it was more so because I didn't I, I was afraid to see the potential of what people could be, who people are or what they could become with a little bit of leeway, you know, just a, a little bit of give and take. And so, when I initially started, me being an A type personality, I would hoard all of the top responsibilities for myself. You know, I would put myself through the rigors and the effort of doing all these things on my own because I felt like in my mind, well, if I am the owner, the buck stops with me. I must take all of this on. Initially, when we started, just like any other business, we struggled to gain traction. Part of the reason why we struggled to gain traction is for that very reason, because I didn't realize that equality does not mean that people cannot have equity in the opportunity. And, and so about a year and a half ago, I had a review, a uh, performance review with one of our administrators. In fact, our top administrator at Only the Strong, and we were having a conversation just about how things have been going. And she's been around for many, many years. And one of the th- one of the pieces that we had the conversation on was it's it's the irony of it is that I was I was about to give her some more responsibilities on things that I kn- I really you know, don't need to be doing. And so I started kind of bringing it up and she interrupted me and she's like, oh, I just want to kind of I just want to I, I just want to highlight before you continue everything that you are saying is exactly what I've been thinking. I just wanted you to be the one to say it. And that's when I realized that I, that change was necessary. I have to be able to, as a leader, understand and appreciate that while I have this insurmountable skill that can't be replicated or duplicated, that doesn't mean that other people don't have a wealth of skill around me. And more importantly, that doesn't mean that other people don't want to help as well. And, in, and even more importantly, that doesn't mean that just because I have a skill that my skill applies to every single subsection within the company. And so we, we had the conversation and, and 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 I said, hey, you know what, listen, I know I was doing A, B, C, D, E, F, and G before. I'm going to now get you to do, you know, C, D, E, F, and G, and I'm going to focus on A and B. And she said, well, it's about time because I can do more, I just didn't want to overstep. I didn't want to step on any toes. That's when I realized at that point that I I, I didn't have the the correct command of equity versus equality. So in my mind and in the way the business was operating, it was operating on only the concept of equality, that I am the greatest I am the greatest source of skill and ability here. And so therefore, I am the decision-making force for all things OTS. That can work, but it can only work for so long. It can only, bet up, it can only benefit us for such a short period of time. And we can only grow at such a rate with that mentality. Because there's going to come a point where the things that are decision-making tasks I don't have that innate skill set to make the decision on. Or maybe I don't have enough information to make a decision on. So now we're at a point where we're losing opportunity. Maybe there's a time-sensitive opportunities where we're 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 missing the mark. Maybe we're just not doing it well because I can't relinquish that control element to someone who does that task better. So when having this, this performance review conversation, it kind of you know, this was brought back to my mind when Glenn was telling me about this coach because it's absolutely correct. After that conversation, we experienced an accelerant in the in the corporation that we had never seen in the previous 5 or 6 years, a literal accelerant. And all I did was is I switched from an an, an equality only mindset and I started handing out equity. I started being that CFL coach that recognized that hey, although I might be a hundred percent sole owner of the business, you know, I I although I might be the top, the head of the snake, the head honcho, el presidente, I don't need to have total ownership on all the decision making in order for the business to be great. And in fact, if I do, the business will never be great. It simply will not. So. Sometimes by giving away, you can actually get more back. And that's where I saw my opportunity is I was able to not only give, but get because of that situation. So in giving away the responsibilities, we've actually accelerated and we've seen greater success than we've seen in the previous five years in a span of a year by changing our approach and not focusing on just equality and putting a great context around equity. So since then, what I've done is I've really spent time ensuring that all of our trainers have some form of empowerment to their decision making. When you come in as, as, an, as a new trainer in our field, one of the things that we're looking for is to create a structure around you. Many trainers come to us because they're either inexperienced or they are experienced and they've realized that what they've been doing hasn't worked in previous. So our goal is to create a structure. Our goal is to give you a winning methodology. And our goal is to surround you not only with clients, but with colleagues that are going to support you along the way. However, now. As I've matured in, in business ownership, I've realized that as a trainer develops their skill, develops their business, and develops their, their value within the industry, it is time to start to, you know, supply that autonomy, allowing them to be their own person, allowing them to achieve their own level of equity, And the reason why this is important is because once the trainer's equity value increases, once it grows, once it expands, guess who else's equity value increases, expands? The organization's. And as we have made this change, we have realized the organization has grown stronger through placing equity in the pieces and not in the overall part so i was i was really interested in and i really think I really thank Glenn for giving me this because I think it really does kind of, you know, transfer, not just in a a sporting environment, but across all fields. Being able to understand the difference between, you know, equality and equity in life is so important. And in fact, we have to not just in, you know, I, I use OTS as a relevant example, but if you think about in life, there's a huge difference between this as well. Like a lot of us walk around, including myself, not just during, but before OTS, including myself, a lot of us walk around with this equality mindset. We need to be equal. It's not fair. You even see this being pushed in, in, in social media now. Everyone is equal. No person is built differently. There's no difference between you or I and I or you or whoever it might be. And unfortunately, guys, like that's not true. Like, And, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's just not true. And the sooner that we accept that pretense, the easier it will be for us to not only grow, but Build, not just grow, but build. Like as soon as we understand that there's only one El Capitan, you know that there's only one president, you know that there's only one head of the snake. Until we get to that point, we will never be able to truly accept our role and the value within it. And and that's like anything else in 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 life. Like if you think about like a like a, a personal relationship, let's say it's boyfriend and girlfriend. Like as a boyfriend, I have to recognize that, you know, a girlfriend I may have has greater skills than I in certain areas. And that's not that's not taking away from me personally. In fact, that's building equity in the relationship, because with those skills and improvement in areas where I am weak, it's only going to improve the quality of the relationship and vice versa. Um, I may have great skills in areas where she may be weak. So if we get to that point and she doesn't accept that to be such, if she's constantly trying to fight with me because of this, we will never grow and we will never build in our relationship. And I find if you think about relationships, this is one of the key reasons and factors why so many of them end early. You get to a point where and you'll hear this a lot. And it's funny because sometimes we hear this. uh, You you hear this from uh, females to males. You hear. Um, that so-and-so wasn't growing. Chris, you know, I just felt like we were st- we were stuck. I felt that we were stagnant. I felt that, like, we weren't growing. I felt like, you know, I wasn't getting what I wanted from the relationship. So much of that is inequality versus an equity piece. A lot of the times in our mind, we think that there needs to be an equality, and that's not true. Equality is not the answer to progressive success in society. It's equity. We can't all be equal. Each of us were born as a male or female with different skill sets and characteristics that make us great. Being able to highlight those skill sets is what makes us great. Putting ourselves around other people who have strengths where our weaknesses are is what makes us great. Now, the true value is in understanding the equity component is that while I may not be as good as you in a certain element or aspect, that doesn't mean that my decision making and my input and my thought process is not valued. And if you're in an environment where it is not, it's time to change that environment because the greatness in the in world, the greatness in society, the greatness in our civilization comes from equity. All right, guys, thank you so much for tuning in this week. It's been another fantastic week. That was a little bit of a serious podcast. I don't know why it felt like there was a serious, serious tone to it. No seriousness to me. It has been a fantastic week, and I'm excited. Actually, you know what? If I'm not mistaken, I think we're a few episodes away from the finish line here on this season. That's super exciting. That's going to be another season in the book. And, in fact, if you followed any of my previous podcasts, you will know that generally the last episode of the season is always a big-time banger. There's always going to be a real big story. that I have you know something that I've pulled from my past that's really interesting and it's something that I want to share with you guys as the viewers or the listeners so you know hold out a few more weeks and bring your popcorn because I'm about to make myself super vulnerable and it's going to be fun thank you so much guys for tuning in for another week I hope you have a wonderful week I hope you have a wonderful summer you know summertime is breezy it's wonderful and we'll see you next week peace and love Thank you for supporting Real Raw Recorded. Help us grow by sharing, subscribing, and rating this episode. And as always, we will see you next week.